Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Um, T. Franklin is a comic book author and an activist. She has won the Ignatz Award, the Eisner Award, the Queer Press Grant, and she is a New York Times bestseller. She's also the originator of the hashtags Black Comics Month and Teens That Look Like Teens. Um, I just learned uh, Bingo and Love, I guess it was, uh, its publication date is Valentine's Day, very romantic, but um, I heard that was only in comic book stores, so actually it's like something special that you can get it here today. Um, they uh, apparently, um, we're selling it early than um, other normal brick and mortar um, bookstores, so that's like a little special thing. Um, my goodness, this book has gotten so well reviewed. Um, it has been called phenomenal, strong, fresh, welcome and necessary, hard hitting, important, refreshing, swoon worthy, groundbreaking, amazing, delightful, sweet, heartwarming, original, the perfect storm, a very big deal, poignant, beautiful, diverse, and emotionally complex. Let's please give a warm round of applause. That, that was a lot. That it was, is a lot. That was a lot. It's almost like you wrote a really good book. I <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? I mean, everybody, clearly. But apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is... Wow. So, so T, let's do the let's do the dirty work first. When is this book going to be available everywhere? Let's tell people how to get things. Okay, so um, comic shops. It was available on Valentine's Day and. In bookstores, it won't come out until February 20th. So if you are here at Skylight Books, you can get it now for $9.99 plus tax, I believe. So, ta-da! Yes. Um, shout out to Image Comics for allowing us to do pre-releases mm -hmm. because I am over here and I won't be here on the 20th. So, yay! Get your books now. Or forever hold. Well, not hold it, but it'll be out soon. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about, I was reading the uh, phone interview that you did with Gail Simone, a woman that we both know and love, um, and you were talking about the fact that you uh, grew up in a religious home and environment, as did I, so that very much resonated with me. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music or read secular books, but books were a way that I could... Uh, kind of sneak the world in, get some other perspectives, uh, learn about things, which to me as a young woman realizing I was a lesbian was a really big deal. And now as a writer, it's a big deal to me to uh, create things with representation. And I'm wondering how much that background influenced you and uh, creating a book like this. Wow. Well... Whatever I did, I had to do it in a library because mm -hmm. everything was a sin. Uh -huh. e everything. Like, the clothes, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to a Catholic Christian school, so, you know, the skirt would be down to my ankles. But once my mom was gone, I'd, like, hike it up all the way up here so I can mm -hmm. show off the leg and the thigh and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it was a sin. You know, reading Jackie Collins was a sin. And Stephen <laughs> King, a sin. Certain things on TV was a sin. Everything that mm -hmm. wasn't in the Bible was a sin. Mm -hmm. So... Um, for this, what? And it's funny because my mom is okay. She she's read the book, so but it's not a sin now, or maybe it is, but she hasn't mentioned it to me. Does she like? Does she like the book? She did. She cried and everything. Oh, so that's amazing. I don't know. Maybe it's not a sin anymore. I don't. I don't really know. Okay, you, your healing family is including your own. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's like it's it's wild, but I you know my safe spot was in a library because. Mm -hmm. I couldn't take anything home. So if I had something like this when I was growing up, when I was, you know, my daughter's age and younger, I don't know, maybe I would have held out on my marriage and mm -hmm. not just jumped into something and settled. Um, but it's... When you are a... When you are a, a black person, a black... When you have a black family and they're really into the church and God and all of that jazz... 
it's hard and if you are queer you know a member of the lgbtq community they're going to beat it out of you they're going to beat that Mm -hmm. sin out of you so i wanted to show um what hazel's family went through and how they just don't play um with that kind of feeling and i don't know if you guys know about bingo love so let me i guess yeah 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 let's back it up let you know about bingo love okay so t franklin all that good stuff is said about me yay all right um so i'm queer i'm disabled what i'm disabled um and and i'm black so which is you know, those are some, a lot of intersectionality going on. And, you know, you're a comic writer that really doesn't happen a lot in comics. Straight, white, male, 75 plus years. Yeah. So, um, writing comics, I always read comics, sin, but I always read the comics. And um, now being able to write about this is just something that is pretty cool. And this is my first book. I have stories that are in these amazing award-winning books like Love is Love and The Elements Anthology. So this is my first um, big gig that sort of kind of took over. Um, Bingo Love is Black Mirror Sanjin Apparel mixed with Academy Award winning Moonlight. That is the description of this book. You have these two girls who meet randomly at Bingo Hall and the girl, you know, she's she's smitten by this new kid and she doesn't really know what these feelings are because she's 13 years old and she's trying to um, figure them out. But because of the time period, she can't really talk to anybody about it. She damn sure can't tell her mom because mm-hmm. sin. Right. So, you know, it's it's really, you know, it's unfortunate. And as the time goes by, they finally come out to each other with this sweet little kiss, which actually, actually takes place in front of a church. So that's like a major sin. And um, they decide that, you know what, if we do this, we just have to keep it under wraps. Um, unfortunately they get busted and they're told by their families, we're going to disown you or you gotta do the normal things, which is be straight, get married, have kids, grandkids. So they do this because again, 1963, 1967, 50 years down the line, they randomly find each other again at bingo. So now it comes the decision of do we listen to our families again and stay in this marriage which isn't full of love um and they have to you know that is their uh they got to figure some things out if they want to you know stay with them or just be with their one true love um this was a kickstarter i asked for a dollar short of 19 well 20 grand and we raised almost $60,000 for this book. So it was, oh man, the fact that people really wanted to read about black queer grandmas was just the best thing ever. Well, there's not anything about black queer grandmas, which is, which is the amazing thing about this. Like people want it, but it's never been done. So nobody knows that people want it because heaven forbid we try something. <laughs> no, it's just, that's a sin, Amanda. Especially in comics, you can't have anything like that. It has and, to be superpowers. And so what made you bold enough and amazing enough and inspired enough to do a thing that has literally never been done? So, right, I have a tendency to be kind of lazy and... <laughs> Like, okay, no, no, it's lazy. But I was watching TV, and there was this commercial. I don't know what show I was watching, but there was a commercial for a heart hospital. And they had these two older black women. They were sitting on the brownstone steps tying their sneakers. They get up, and they start doing the sprint walking side by side, you know. And there was this older black gentleman walking the opposite way from them. They turned into these young little teenage girls and they started to look back and giggle like, oh my God, he's so cute. And their faces just lit up. And I'm like, well, what if that was a girl? And what if they liked each other? And what if, oh my God, where's my notebook? And I just started to jot down any and every idea that I had. And... 
that was January 2017. I reached out to some people on Twitter to see if they wanted a paid gig to, you know, mm-hmm. do the art. And by February 14, 2017, we announced that we were going to do a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. February, uh, March 15th, we went live and that was really it. It literally happened within a span of a year from that idea to Image Comics picking up the book and giving it a wider distribution. Mm-hmm. So shout out to me being lazy. And then very much not lazy because <laughs> that's been a year. That's It doesn't happen that fast. Books don't happen that no. fast. Success like this doesn't happen that fast. It's very no. uh, uncommon. Which and goes to show that it's this is a hunger. People want absolutely. this type of, of material in their lives. And, you know, if you want something done right mm-hmm. you gotta go out and do it and yourself. Do it yourself and you did yes and then with kickstarter okay there's obviously the first thing is having the content people actually want because as we all know a lot of kickstarters fail we all live in la we've all been hit up by people who are <laughs> kickstarting their film and their friend's film and their short film and everything um and a lot of them fail Yours very much did not no so what do you think the ingredients were for you having a phenomenally successful Kickstarter. I mean, I really do think we were funded in five days, actually, guys. Like five yeah, days. Phenomenally so it was, successful. It was really amazing. <laughs> um, I really think it just has to do with the fact that you're not seeing two older black women on the shelves of, of comic book shops, mm. and and not just small, skinny, light-skinned black women. Our main protagonist from her side of the story, she is a pleasantly plump, dark chocolate woman and with the salt and pepper hair. This is not... Grandparents aren't in comics unless, you know, your Uncle Ben and your dad, mm-hmm. unless it gets recycled with mm-hmm. the next Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. right? Mon, mm-hmm. Pa, Kent, Pa, Kent, dead. Um, Professor X and Magneto. And that's pretty much it. And most of those characters are throwaway characters because they just get recycled. So the fact that they're grandparents and they're black and queer women is just something that people, I think they really desired it so much that they were just throwing the money at me. Please make this. Can you get more? And I'm like, dude, the book, people have been like begging for more. And I'm like, dude, it's only been out for like 24 hours. Can we just let it chill and, and marinate before you start begging for more? Which just don't tweet this because I am doing more, but just don't say nothing. Y'all gonna like blow up my spot, but I do want to make more because obviously there's a hunger they, they for want it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They want these stories and it's they're, come on, they're kissing on a bench and they are just beautiful black women and it's empowering and I just the youth, really honestly, the youth is why I wanted to create this book. Um, I just signed and read at a library in New Jersey. And I'm from Jersey, hey. No Jersey in a crowd. Okay. So um, <laughs> so I wanted to do this for the youth. And there's I, I read to grades 5 through 8, and there was this 11-year-old girl and she came to me after everything, and she's like, I really needed this book in my life. This is my life. I've lived this. And I'm like, girl, what have you lived? You are 11 years. You're like wet behind the ears. What are you talking about? And she's like, I came out, you know, I my girlfriend is is in the hospital, and she is the love of my life. Oh my She's, God. She is my better half. Again, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I remember being young and everything was so intense at that age. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I get it. I gave her, you know, I let her get the pass. But she shared that her girlfriend, guys, her girlfriend is in the hospital because she came out to her parents. Oh, God. And she tried to kill herself. And I'm listening to this 11-year-old girl and she straight face, like she was so strong. And I don't, I don't know how she did it. But she's like, if I can give this girl your book, 
I know it'll make her feel better. Mm-hmm. And this is why I will go wherever and I will, I, I want to just have this book in everybody's hands, especially the youth, because there is no reason, it's 2018. Mm-hmm. There is no reason that that little girl mm-hmm. should be committing suicide because she is not being accepted by her parents. And I know there's a lot of us who just want to be accepted by our parents. And because she wasn't, she didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. But her girlfriend wanted to give her my book to give her hope, to show that it's okay, that that you can... It's a possibility that we're going to end up together and we can be together forever and in love. And if that's not a reason Mm -hmm. for me to keep pushing and keep writing these stories, I honestly don't know what is. This, that little girl's five minutes, like you're coming out to a stranger and Mm -hmm. like you don't know me. And I just, I just want to, I wanted to squeeze this little girl and tell her that everything is going to be all right. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just told her, I said, listen, I understand and I want you to understand that it is not, you do not have to force yourself to come out to your parents. When right. you feel the time is right, then you can come out. But don't do it a moment too soon. Because God forbid, like that is like, I don't want her to have to, it's hard. It's a lot. It and it's, it's. This is for the youth. The youth needs to know that happily ever afters are not just for straight people. Mm -hmm. Because so many times we see in movies and TVs and books that the gays are killed. Like the bury your your gays Mm -hmm. trope is Mm -hmm. played out. And I'm sorry, you're not going to kill me just to further somebody's straight story. Like, it's not going to happen. I am alive. I am a person. I have feelings. Just because I love differently than you do does not mean that I should be killed because... John Doe's story needs to like that's just so whack it's it's played out mm-hmm. and if I can give her hope and anybody else hope that the fact that they can find true love no matter how long down the line is I'm gonna keep writing these stories and I think that's amazing thank you I mean I think about myself as a, you know as a as a young lesbian um when the media if if I saw myself at all then it was in a in a tragic story that ended really badly and I think about like how much if I had had a book like this where there's like lesbian grandmothers I think that would have meant a lot to me to just think like oh we can grow old we can be like full people not just like young tragic uh, you know tales of caution and and you know I just I think things like this are really important and I think that uh the fact that there's such a hunger for it, that, that people want it so much, will probably be inspiring and helpful for the young people coming out now, too. Like, just to know, like, oh, it's not just, like, a weird thing that just I want. It's, like, so much that we're now in the second printing, possibly going to the third? Yes, sort of, kind of. <laughs> it was announced that um, the second printing is happening before the book even came out back in January because people wanted this book so much. And it's it's really... It's wild in that I, no, I don't understand it still. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm grateful to everybody who is either pledged through the Kickstarter or just even pre-ordered it and on Amazon, which is like the number one best-selling uh, gay and lesbian graphic novel on Amazon. And I'm just... I'm thankful to everyone who has told or tweeted or done anything. So if the fact that I know that this book is going to be in print forever mm-hmm. and help someone for years to come is like the best feeling ever. It really is. And let's talk about that journey from the successful Kickstarter to Image Comics, which is slightly different than doing it yourself on Kickstarter. How did that happen? Yes. Um, so there is this, I signed at um, Escape Pod Comics for Free Comic Book Day, and Donnie Cates, he is a writer on um, Baby Teeth, and he's writing Doctor Strange for Marvel. He wanted to know simply, like, what's happening with Bingo Love? Like, where is it going? And I'm like, Mm, I have <laughs> no world. idea like, I, wherever it goes he's like let me introduce you to my buddy Eric and I'm like okay 
whatever. He gets this email, and it's his buddy Eric Stevenson, who's like Robert Kirkman, Eric Stevenson, like they're up there. I'm like, dude, your buddy, like really? So now, like, I don't know how to talk. Greetings, Mr. Stevenson. Like, I had to, like, change things up. Like, I'm, like, thinking it's your buddy. Yo, what's up? Thank you so much. Like, no, I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk like that. I had to, you know, get on, you know. No offense, I had to put on my white voice. Like, hello, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, Eric really wanted the book. He said, we would love to have this at, you know, Image. And I'm the first black woman writer who has a book at Image. Oh, my God. So in 25 years, and that's just, again, it's just, it's huge. What? Yeah. So that's how Image came into play. And Image actually... I will show you later. But on the back of this image, uh, on the back of the image book, it has my um, publishing company, Inclusive Press, on the logo is on the back of this Image Comics book, which, you know, that doesn't really happen. You know, it's Image logo or nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's the Image logo plus my logo. So that in itself is a really big deal. And I'm just, I'm thankful to his buddy, Eric. So, Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And what does this mean for, uh, like, worldwide distribution and... Everywhere. We are talking about getting it translated to... Well, there's been interest from Japan and Spain and Germany and Italy and... What? Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool, man. Like, black grandmas are going to be like, what? Yeah, this is wild. Sorry. No, it's it's incredible. And not just that, but you were talking about earlier the, like, even the diversity in body sizes, which we don't see a lot in comic books. I mean, especially, you know... Uh, superhero comics, which is a world that I generally play in, um, everybody is pretty amazingly, spectacularly, unattainably attractive yes. and uh, in shape. And um, I love in your book that attractiveness comes in all ages, all sizes, yes. sexuality. So with, when that came into play, how much of that was you saying this character needs to look exactly that way? How much is the, the artist's um, interpretation? Jen St. Ange, amazing artist. She's on Gem and the Misfits, mm -hmm. and she has a graphic novel, Finding Molly, Adventures in Cat cat sitting I think that's the name of it um she also most of it was was mine because this was my opportunity to be unapologetically black mm -hmm. like I have people in this book doing the electric slide black at a wedding like I have black women with church hats like if you go to a black church, like the hats are like the big thing. Mm -hmm. It is like the competition of who has the biggest hat in mm -hmm. churches. Mm -hmm. And I wanted so many different black women with these hats and just all the different sizes and disabilities are in there because it's important. It reflects my life. It reflects my family's life. And I needed to, this was, again, this was my opportunity to be Oh, this is like my Black Panther black. Like <laughs> this is what I wanted to do for this book and to turn it all the way up because nobody's gonna say, No, you can't do this, you right. can't do that. Right. So Jen has her art is so amazing. She can convey so many different emotions and I don't have to say like I described, you know, how I want the scene to look, but her art was so intense that I didn't need I felt like I was ruining, um, you know, her art with word bubbles. Like, you know, the, I'm like, there's no need to tell the story. Because the story is just being conveyed by their face, by their eyes. And Jen is amazing. And Joy San is just this phenomenal colorist. My whole team was badass. And they're inclusive women. So, if you... There's no reason for 75 years to be nothing but straight white men. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. because this proved that this can happen, and my team is badass. Yeah, and it's it's really crucial for. Um, I mean, I assume most people here know something about comics, but like the artist writer connection is so much more intense in the storytelling than in many other mediums. I mean, the art can really make or break the story that you write uh, yes. because the emotions that are conveyed in the art are so important. The way that the, the flow of the page goes impacts the writing and the words. Did you know 
Jen, like, were you, did you guys know each other? Had you worked together? Or what was your relationship no, previously? No, we never worked together. Um, there was a Marvel cover for Riri Williams. It was mm-hmm. done by J. Scott Campbell. And it had a, the teenager Riri, I think 14, 15, and she had, like, on this really skimpy ass outfit and her boobs. You know how, like, they do women in superhero tights, Dolly Parton boobs, little twig ass body and these little bathing suits like it wasn't that bad but it was bad enough and I created this hashtag teens that look Mm -hmm. like teens because there's no reason that teenagers should be looking how this person had Riri Williams a black the black um Iron Man there was no reason that she looked the way that she did and Jen had drawn this um her rendition of Riri and I fell in love with it when I saw it and I asked her, look, I have a project. It wasn't Bingo Love. There was a project. It's a YA series that I can't talk about because I just can't. And um, I wanted to work with her. But unfortunately, our my schedule and her schedule just did not click. So I just put a pin in it, you know. And then when I was looking for this book, I'm like, oh, let me hit up Jen. And she just so happened to be available. And that's really how we just clicked together and eventually knocked out this book. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the teens who look like teens, and then you also have Black Comics Month. You've done some hashtag. Uh, Tia is a loudmouth on Twitter, and you should absolutely follow her. So give everybody your Twitter handle because it's amazing. I'm a loudmouth. I'm a troublemaker. I'm a rabble rouser. I've been banned by Marvel DC, and I'm like so happy. You know, people normally aren't happy, but the fact that I get underneath these publishers' skins because I call out, you know, the lack of inclusion in comics and just whatever I mean you know if you want to ban me from your little van go ahead and ban me you know I'm still gonna talk you know it's not gonna stop me from talking trash but um yeah black comics month I wanted to show that black comic creators exist Mm -hmm. and that we are talented and I created this hashtag and it's gone viral several times and people are you know some people have actually gotten jobs from the fact that I have spotlighted them. And that's, you know, that was before the whole pre-writing mm-hmm. days. So when I didn't think I could write, but apparently I can. Do you think that Twitter helped you find your voice? Because I know for me, I'm also a big mouth on Twitter. And I always have been. And I sometimes that has been helpful to me. And sometimes it's been hurtful. Sometimes it's helped me get jobs because people are like, I like your Twitter. You make me laugh and say outrageous things or whatever. Did it help you, you think, uh, on your writer journey? I definitely think so because I never would have met Gail mm-hmm. at all because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was so loud in causing this this huge ruckus that people wanted to know, who is this girl and how can we get her, like, into comics a little bit more? And then it was just a people putting me on the spot saying, hey, why don't you, Joshua Williamson, my first published story was a four-pager in Nailbiter, Serial Killer uh, by Image Comics. And I went to interview him and he's like, T, you want four pages? And I'm like, what? I'm supposed to be interviewing you? Now you're giving me a gig? And the first thing out of my mouth was, I can't write. Sure. And yeah, he's like, clearly. what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to write. Okay, yeah, figure that out on your own. I got shit to do. And he just, like, brushed me off. And next thing you know, I've got this four-pager. Gail Simone edited the story, and Juan Ferrer was the artist. So I think if I wasn't as vocal as I am Mm -hmm. about, you know, the lack of inclusion, I probably, I don't think I would be doing yeah, I don't think so. I think that's true for a lot of people who are not straight white men who break into the industry. You know, I think like we generally tend to take kind of non-traditional routes to get there. I mean, some people, you know, my, my wife got into things pretty traditionally, but I definitely didn't. It definitely came through my social media presence, and that mm-hmm. was also true for you. I think it's, it's kind of interesting that lesson of, like, we have to get our voices out there however we, we can. can. Yeah, and then and you embody that by doing a Kickstarter, like as opposed to you could have slept around and oh my god, pitched to everybody. Absolutely, I refuse to let the white gatekeepers tell me no because that's all it is in comics, and mm-hmm. that is who you're met with at the door. And in my head, 
I'm gonna have the people tell me no. I'd rather have you guys tell me no than have some stuck up dude who's been an editor for how many ever years and say no, we don't wanna publish this trash or you know, whatever. Or I might not have gotten a response at all. Mm-hmm. So me going and putting it online and have the people tell me no, I would accept that. Because maybe that's something that they wouldn't want to read. And that's fine because this is their money. I'm begging them for their money. But that didn't happen. So them telling me yes. was like, okay, so I've got something here. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that happened during the time when Marvel's CEO or president was like, oh, diversity doesn't sell. And I'm like, how? This is like 60 grand right here. What are you talking mm-hmm. I'm, I'm virtually a nobody in the comic industry but you're telling me diversity doesn't sell but these queer grandmas are like selling but okay dude whatever you know so if again all of that has to do with how vocal I am online so and then this in turn opens doors for other things I mean because I know I've I've worked with editors in some of the bigger companies who absolutely do want diversity and voices and look to hire um people who are not necessarily the traditional people who have been hired in the past. And even with them, it's so much easier for them to do that when things like this exist and they can point to it and say, well, this person created this amazing book and everybody's clamoring for it. And look, now it's in the almost third printing. And <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. Wild. Don't do and, that. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. This does, this book does a lot for uh, the people that are going to read it for young people who are, queer and black and who get to see themselves for older people that get to see something they've never seen but also for people who want to create yeah new and interesting things uh, their own live stories that maybe don't get right. told right it's they i do not suggest somebody going out and doing like a 80 page graphic novel <laughs> because it's really hard like if you're gonna start in comics do something small you know like a four pager you know like mm-hmm. how i did and there's so many anthologies out there that you can join mm-hmm. and get paid mm-hmm. because, ooh, I'm in debt, baby, with this book. I know Image picked it up, but y'all don't understand. I'm selling my blood. Like, it's a lot. This is like a $35,000, and that's just in art alone. So it's a lot of money to create a book unless you're putting it online for a webcomic. So I would totally suggest, you know, either start with a webcomic or, you know, look for anthologies that'll pay you between 50 to to $100 a page and start small and get your stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But we can tell these stories and we have the, with, between the internet, Kickstarter, and Patreon, like these avenues to create mm-hmm. our own things is out there and when you build it you know you just have to promote it to the best of your abilities but people will buy it and they will support you mm-hmm. if they know that you can tell these good these beautiful stories that actually include them mm-hmm. because that's all we want representation matters i mean look at black panther mm-hmm. hello like mm-hmm. this is what we want and people will go out and they will support it but if you keep on shutting us down and blocking us out the door i mean you can but that doesn't mean you're going to stop us from doing it because we're going to figure it out ourselves and we're going to make it happen yeah, and this is a, a perfect success story for that. Thank you. Speaking of, do you want to read a little bit of your amazing story? Ooh, show and tell. Yay. I will do that. Thank you. Okay, so this is my badass logo right here. Like, you see Image, a little corny logo. No, I'm playing Image. I'm playing. <laughs> no, this is Image's logo, and this is my, my logo inclusive press. So I'm really, really excited about that um so i'm going to read a little um when this the second second the second page is where um hazel first meets mari at the church bingo um yeah okay so february 10th 1963 patterson new jersey 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 is really important to us so that's not in the book but okay okay so um every sunday after church i would go to go with my grams to the bingo hall mom worked on sundays to avoid going to church with grams she wasn't religious and that pissed off my grams a lot 
N, 39. B, 6. Bingo! Oh, of course it's the deacon's wife. She always wins. It's not fair. Hey, Grams. Who's that girl over there? Not sure, baby. Looks like Sister Jackie's granddaughter. You'll probably see her in school tomorrow. Grams was right. Class, let's welcome our newest student, Mary McRae, to school number six. Because you know in comics there's like sound effects, so. <laughs> okay. Um, Mari, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, I just moved from California. I live with my grandma, and that's a little bit about myself. More sound effects. <laughs> you know, kids, class, yeah. Settle down, class. Mari, have a seat next to Hazel. Hazel, you help Mari get acquainted with the school, you understand? Yes, Mrs. Jeffries. Mari was a tall, beautiful, and she smelled like cocoa butter. She was a honey-glazed goddess. I stared at her in class and just daydreamed about us being friends and hanging out. So Hazel's like legitimately staring at Hazel. Like, like Mari's just like, what the hell is that? She's so like, gorgeous. Hello, is anybody home? And Mari is like waving her hand and Hazel's like, oh, um, oh yeah, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mari. When I'm bored, I, I go elsewhere. Don't worry about it. I do it too. I dream I'm on the beach in California. But, okay, guys, wait. I didn't write this when I knew I was going to California, okay? So don't hold that against me, all right? Okay, cool. Um, so how long has it been since you got here? Well, we moved here last week. So how, now mind you, 1963. So how different is California? This is so weird. How different is California from Patterson? California is pretty groovy. I know, 63 guys, sorry. Patterson is Dullsville. Ouch. Hey, you asked. Don't lose your cool, Hazel. Well, maybe one day I can show you how we have a blast over here in Dullsville. I'd actually like that, Hazel. So now everybody's having lunch in this cafeteria. And again, Hazel is staring so hard at Mari. She's so beautiful. It's hard to make friends when you move. I hope he ends up being really tight. Yeah, me too. Mari was on my mind for the rest of the day. We didn't have any other classes together, so I kept replaying our interactions over and over in my head. When school let out, I was hoping to see her again. It looks like I missed Mari after school. I really wanted to walk her home. Hey, wait up. Want to walk home together? Sure. So they go on their little town, and they go out for an adventure, and they're walking the streets of Patterson. Welcome to Dullesville, where the cool people hang out. Funny, aren't you one of the cool people? I wish. Hey, let's go get a hot chocolate. Yeah, I, I don't have any money. Come on, it's my treat. It, it's okay, I, I have to get home anyways. Please? Oh, fine. Great. Our first time out together and I don't have any money to treat her. Instead, she's treating me. So are you just going to stare out the window until your hot chocolate freezes or are you going to talk to me? I'm sorry, Mari. I just feel weird that you paid for my hot chocolate. It's only hot chocolate, L. That was when Mari gave me a nickname. L? Yeah, it fits you. I give all my friends nicknames. Do you like it? I do, actually. No one has called me that ever since. And that's how our friendship was born over hot chocolate. I'm so glad I didn't go home instead. And that's like, I guess you could say the first chapter of how it sets up 
how they meet each other, how she's a new kid in school, and she's got little butterflies in her stomach. And um, from there, you know, we've got kisses and hugs, and grandma's coming at you with a chanclette on her <laughs> hand, about to beat somebody's ass. And it takes a, a beautiful turn in the book. And um, I do hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, this right here is when they first kiss after 50 years of not seeing each other. And this right here is Mari's, pardon me, Hazel's daughter. And the look of disgust on her face is so real. Um, it's a really beautiful love story. And, you know, we've got a lot of family drama, which is to be expected because mom's gay. So, yeah. <laughs> surprise, yeah, mom. Surprise. That is yes. an amazing meet cute. I love it. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's, so, it's cute. so sappy. It's so cheesy. It's so loving. It is just... I literally tell you in the second panel of the first page to get a box of tissues. Like, I warn people. And people are like, why didn't you tell me to bring tissues? I'm like, I did. Look at the second panel. And they're like, oh, I thought you were just... Yeah, well, I told you. So, I'm telling you... Get some tissues. You go through a ton of emotions, and it's, I don't know, it's cute, it's sweet, it's loving, and it's, yeah, diabetes sweet. Yeah, and you've, and you've got some 60 slang. How much fun was that to that dive was, into? That was, like, really fun. I'm like, Dullsville? Tight? What? Let's make it work. A lot of research, a lot of research. I was about to say, you probably spent a lot of time looking up. The yeah. areas of the at the time and the clothes and the yeah the that slang. was like really fun looking sure. at the different the hairstyles especially was you know because black hair is really important mm -hmm, mm -hmm. period and artists who do um, comics and they make black hair look really no just <laughs> just just it's just a no and I. In this, remember I told you it was like really blackity black, unapologetic black. Like there is this page that is was really important. There is a full page of just Hazel doing her granddaughter's hair. Yes. And it's really like it's really important. And I wanted to like she's getting her hair greased. She's got like a dollop of grease. I don't know. You guys dollop of grease parts. Like like this is what I needed to show, and it was. You know, it's really important to have this type of representation in this book. And Jen did such a great job, especially when it came to the hair. She was watching YouTube videos to figure out exactly how to do this. Oh, that's perfect. And that's like, that's what you should do mm -hmm. instead of like squiggly lines to represent uh -huh. braids attached mm -hmm. to nothing nothing it's like <laughs> what is it anchored to like what are you doing so yeah I'm really I am proud of my team and I'm just thankful that everyone you know I have breastfeeding in this book like it's this is such F, a yes. really important book and I don't know I just hope everybody loves it so Thank you. Does anybody out in the audience have any questions for about anything about Bingo Love, about T's life? Anything. 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 No. Okay. I no guess questions. I answered them all then. Yes. <laughs> Jersey. Can't you tell about the jet lag suitcases on my face? Like, yes. I'm in Jersey. I've been here since the 14th. I don't know what time it is anymore. Like, everything is just weird. Um, I got to give much love to my daughter, who has been a trooper, considering she is on school time and waking up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning thinking she's late for school. Um, I know she can't wait to get home, but <laughs> she's great. I love you, baby. Where are you headed next? Where's your next uh, Bingo Love tour stop? Um, not sort of kind of really Bingo Love related, but I will be in Portland mm -hmm. on the 21st announcing my new Image Comics series, yes. which I hope you guys get. Um, I can't talk about it, but it's definitely no grandmas in love. Um, but after that, I will be at Seattle. No. 
not Seattle Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con, mm -hmm. and then Delaware. So going back to the East Coast and hanging there for a while and sleeping. That sounds good. Yes. It's very good. Very. Are there any other comic books you have that you can talk about or just the secret image pro project and this? Um, Which is plenty. I am working <laughs> on a Y a magical series fun and that's all I can say which is not anything image related because right, image will have my head no yes that's just something totally different but nice. I hope you all stay tuned for what is coming up mm -hmm. and that you will enjoy it and thank you all for the support so much for the support I'm I'm really glad I'm all oh, people read my book for Valentine's Day <laughs> so I mean it's sweet. romantic that's the right thing to do <laughs> I know it's so I'm thank you seriously thank you so much that's for amazing I was so excited about the story to share it with my girlfriend who I can't convince her to read very many comics <laughs> despite our shelves being full of them right um, but Thank you. That's, I mean, that's what I'm the, hearing a lot. But that's the other good thing I was going to say is that it's not a traditional, traditional comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people have been going in, hey, what's Bingo Love? Can I get Bingo Love? I'm seeing it all over the place. Can I read it? doesn't have superheroes, right? And I'm like, no. You know, there are superheroes in their own right for the things that they've done. Right. But it's not, you know, it's nothing. It's not traditional at all. And having people who would never pick up like mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i signed at third eye comics in um was state maryland and they're telling me that grandmas are coming in oh picking God. up this book and i'm just like oh i love it i love it to be about so normally they wouldn't go in the shop at all and now they're picking up this book and i'm like I'm telling you, I am waiting to see the cosplay. Yo, if Grandma's cosplay is <gasps> Maureen Hazel, it's a wrap. I'm done. Like, it's I'm just gonna be amazing. Drop. That would oh be it'll happen though. Like, somebody will it, cosplay. It has like, to. It has. To. It will. I am. A, I will stake. I will stake something on it. I know, but I need it to be Grandma's. That would be amazing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Grandma's like a little gra like an actual little grandma. Cosplaying as Grandma Hazel. Oh my God, that'd be yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be done. Be amazing. So get your grandmas to cosplay and then mm -hmm. tweet pictures at T. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming. Anybody else have any questions? Yes. Hello. Hi, I have a question. Can you discuss your working relationship with Jen Illustrator? Can you provide her like a full script, a Marvel style plot outline, and she interpreted it? Did she cast your thumbnails? Yeah, that is literally how it, it went. Um, Jen, I'm sorry, I've used something in my eye. Jen had, I wrote the script out and I gave it to Jen. And Jen, she does the thumbnails and not, yeah, the dump, the, the, uh, the thumbnails, the script, the brain, sketch. There you go. The pencils of the sketch of the thumbnails and how, and it's literally like, and I don't understand it because I can't draw. It's like this little circle in the face and, but nothing is like really mm -hmm. drawn out mm -hmm. and you're like squiggly lines and like, what is this supposed to be? Oh, that's the bingo hall. Okay, cool. You know? All right. And once I okay it, she then goes and draws the, you know, the, the pencil, well, 
better pencils of how it will look so that would be the time to go and erase anything that needs to be changed and then from there you turn to um, the pens well the inks as they call it and from there it gets passed on to Joy who's the colorist and then she tweaks her colors and if we usually try to do the edits in the pencil stage because again just be erased and nothing is is you know fully set in stone um I love I couldn't I honestly I keep saying this I cannot ask I could not have asked for a better team to do this were you your own editor on this like since it was a kickstarter oh. were you the or did you have somebody help I had Erica Schultz <laughs> there's no way I had Erica Schultz she's the writer on Charmed um for Dynamite, Dynamite, yes. And she was the one who took my words and turned it into something that makes sense. Um, you know, I have like this phobia of um, red pens just because of high school and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. grammar school and the marking everything. So I'm like, please, you can edit, just use any different color. Because I'm like, I cannot do red. And there were so many, there weren't that many edits, but there were enough that I was like, thank God this wasn't in red. Because I probably would have had like the biggest anxiety attack because it's just a lot. And she edited everything and that's when it goes to to Jen and then Joy. And then Cardinal Ray was the one who took, who made the, um, the bubbles. And when you read, you don't notice like in comics unless it's really horrible lettering mm -hmm. you don't you don't really notice it because it flows so effortlessly yeah letters are unsung un un heroes. heroes absolutely absolutely yes mm -hmm. um and again i could i couldn't have done it without them they everybody held their own and made this book even better than what i could have imagined at all they're great they're just yeah I love them. They they made this happen, and if it wasn't for you know them saying yes, I don't know. I don't think it probably would have happened as quick as it did had everyone been on board from the beginning. And they all said that this was something that they wanted to do because it's something that has never been done before, and no one was really expecting this to go. Th nobody was expecting this to go this well. No, we were all like. How much? What? We funded already? What are we going to do? Okay, so we got to like the $40,000-ish mark, and I freaked. Like, I had a panic attack. Like, I, had, I was so overwhelmed because not only did we fund, now we're like two times over, and I'm like, I have to create this book. I have mm -hmm. to create this book. I got to create this book. Like, people actually oh, want it. <laughs> they want a book from me. And I, there's like this green button on Kickstarter and you press the green button and they refund everybody's money back, right? So I'm looking at this green button and the green button's talking to me. Go ahead, press it. So I got this green button talking. I've got like, you know, the, in the imposter syndrome, like, bitch, you can't write. Like, you're trash, right? And I'm like, oh shit, I am trash. You know what? Let me hit this button and give everybody back their money. And... I'm like, Lise, pack your shit. We're getting out of the state. And I left. I left my laptop. Oh, my God. We packed our stuff, and we went to Florida. I left my laptop because I was... Mm -hmm. And Kickstarter needs to change it to red, like, to stop, and not green as to go. Right. So, like, just That's colors. Yeah. I was going to press the button and give everybody back their money. And this Kickstarter would not, the book would not have happened. And aren't you glad you didn't? Oh my God, yes. But it, it literally almost happened. I freaked out. It's I mean, I get it. When a lot of people want something from you, it's hard not to have that imposter syndrome thing pop up that, that we all get, that most of us get. Most of us That get. humans get. Yes. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter if you are a creative or not. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So it was really. Yeah, it was hard to not press that button, but I think the team probably would have killed me. I mean, probably. I, I, I think everybody yeah. probably would and have. And it is it is a perfect storm of, I mean, part of the success is it's a perfect storm of an amazing, beautiful story with gorgeous writing and then gorgeous art that backs up, supports, and elevates 
yes. the gorgeous writing. You know, I mean, it, it really comes together exactly the way you want, want a comic book to come together. Yeah. And this is like a best case scenario of like doing it on your own and then having it turn out really well. Really well. Yeah. Because so guys, this doesn't happen. It's mostly first book out the gate like mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. does not happen at all. No, it really doesn't. And it happens and I'm like a fluke. But, you know, it's been such an amazing ride. I never thought I would be here. I was at a college just today giving a lecture. Like, what? Did I even, I don't even think I finished graduating college and I'm giving lectures. Like, that can't even be right. Like, I don't understand how I did it and I don't, but it led me here and it's, it's so wild. I never, ever would have thought this would. And think of all the students that are now going to feel empowered to tell their own stories because yeah, they know they can. And that's it. If you don't know, you Mm -hmm. you just, Mm -hmm. you just don't do it. Mm -hmm. But now that they know, and there was a a professor sitting at my lecture yesterday. He was like, yeah, I'm teaching your class next semester. I'm teaching this book to my class next semester. Oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, who? What book? This book? That book? Like, what? He's Uh, like, yeah, I'm teaching it. And like, that's awesome. Okay, thank you. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, so, yes. Anyone else? Anybody else? No. Yes. What's been your friends and family's response, especially since this is kind of a new adventure and they're listening to the voice of a different one? Um... My friends have been, my friends are, yeah, like, really cool support system, um, who has talked me out of, again, pushing the green button, um, and they're mostly comic creators, so me and them, you know, they are, like, gun-ho champions. Family, the only family that I really cared about was my kids, like, that was it, and my 24-year-old, oh my god, you have a 24-year-old? Yeah, my 24-year-old, you know, him and I, we have, you know, not on the best of terms, not on the worst of terms, but he was like, mom, I'm so proud of you, and I'm like, I love you, baby, like, I never thought my kid would ever say that, you know, he's proud of me, and my other two, you know, this one, she actually helped design Hazel so she probably wants a Aww. cut of money but she, d- she <laughs> absolutely yeah, absolutely money. angle for that yes you know <laughs> and she she helped design Hazel that's awesome so the fact that I got to put my kids you know in help me create this book was like yeah I don't really care about the rest of my family mm. it's like these are the only ones who matter to me you know at the end of the day you know they're the ones who want to either put me in a home or keep me with them, so I want to make sure that they're good. No, I'm at hi. Do you find that being a mom uh, makes you care more about representation in in media? Yes, because it does for me. Like I like I you know I've been a lesbian my whole life, but being the mom of a little girl who has a mommy and a mama, I'm suddenly very aware of how little. That family dynamic is displayed and how very little she gets to see her family in like a way that I suddenly care way more than I ever cared for myself. Is that, was that true for you? It's, it's, and it's funny because I, I wasn't this way. Like I, I noticed that there weren't, you know, a lot of, of, of like, um, oh my God, like a lot of representation and I would still let my kids watch it, mm-hmm. you know, the shows and whatnot. But I wasn't as I wasn't as conscious as I am now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this was how old are you? Fifteen? Like this is fifteen? Well, twenty some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. We just watched it, you know. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably mm-hmm. true for a lot of people. We mm-hmm. this is what we were handed, mm-hmm. you know. This is what we were given. So we just shut up and we watched it's it. All there you is. Know? It's what, what can that's you do? That's it. Yeah. But as time went on and being so vocal in the community, like you know, even with her, she notices that oh, there aren't enough people of color in there, mm-hmm. or you know. Like, yeah, we're not going to watch this because if I can't count more than three people, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch this because 
I'm tired of being a token, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. if this is all you're used to for so many freaking decades, mm-hmm. it's like, no, I don't have this. I don't need this. And now there's so many different options out there mm-hmm. that why am I going to watch, right. you know, something right. that isn't going to represent me. Right. And why support that with your, your viewership, your money? Exactly. Your, yeah. So, and there's so many different things out there from, from the Netflix and even on YouTube, like people are making their mm-hmm. own things and, you know, she's, she sort of kind of understands and she definitely calls it out and, you know, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I did, I did that. Good parenting. That. Yeah. That's excellent parenting. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, thank you guys for coming. Um, I appreciate you coming and make sure you grab. There are plenty of copies in the front. Yes, the front. There's plenty of copies in the front. I will be more than happy to sign um, copies of Bingo Love if you would like them. Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me come play with you. Everybody go get Bingo Love. It's really, really good. It's really good. And get her to sign it because then it's more valuable. (laughs) I don't know how much, but well, I will say a lot more valuable by several copies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's the first printing. You want the first. First printing. Yay. Yeah, because it's going into its third. Get the first Get one the now. Get the first copy now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.